0: I was always very interested to meet you. I heard so much about you from Vespa. If she hadn't killed herself, we would have had you too.
1: Are you going to tell us who you work for?
0: The first thing you
1: should know about us is that we have people everywhere. I thought I could trust you. You said you weren't motivated by revenge
0: I'm motivated by my duty
1: I think you're so blinded by inconsolable rage That you don't care who you hurt When you can't tell your friends from your enemies It's time to go You don't have to worry about me Restrict Bond's movements Put a stop on his passports Find Bond How long have I got?
0: 30 seconds. That doesn't give us a lot of time.
1: Hello and welcome to Pod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or you know, just aren't asked about them, hosted by me, John Rhame. This week we'll be heading to Bolivia to find out just what these green guys are putting in the water, just who is going down to strawberry fields, and will they be hung? Yes, it's Quantum of Solace, and joining me to barely tolerate the images and sounds on offer (laughs) is comedian Dan Thomas, who I wish to publicly apologise to now.
0: What? Okay, why?
1: Because C- I made you watch Quantum of Solace.
0: Oh right, I thought it was about what I'd seen written on the graffiti in the bathroom, but that's
1: fine. Yeah, no, that's fine.
0: I've um, I'm not a big fan of this film. In fact, no. and neither is my phone because I've just realised on my notes on my notes app, uh, due to a combination of probably mistyping and predictive text, it's written down as Quantum of Arses.
1: Yeah, that sounds fine. It's better. I prefer that title. People running around with tiny bums. <laughs> Love it. Put that on the face though. I should point out to anybody listening. Obviously I, I will be editing this at some point. Uh but I have COVID. Um, so I may start coughing at indiscriminate points. But today the cough seems to have gone. So Well are you
0: drinking you're drinking booze right now, aren't you?
1: I've got a beer, yeah.
0: Yeah, i will be fine. You want cough with a beer?
1: Mm-mm. I believe yep. that's was yeah, that was you will be fine. Ah, keep the engine lubricated
0: yeah exactly Guinness in the 20s probably used to advertise itself as
1: Guinness you
0: won't cough with a Guinness
1: that's right smoke fags drink Guinness yeah and you can can use a box of Guinness as a coffin (laughs) um <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, you didn't you didn't like Quantum of Solace? I've never really liked Quantum of Solace. I think I tried to like it when it came out. I, I think I found and menaced myself with it by going, it's not that bad, it's fine, it's great, it's great, it's a Bond film. And then within about a week, I was like, actually, I can see all the flaws in it. It's not good.
0: Well, I thought I'd seen this a lot, but mm. I think I've only seen the GIF of the bloke brooming badly. Oh, I see. Yeah. And that's made me think I've seen it a bunch, but actually, look, I think I saw it once in the cinema. And, and when my oldest was born. I would get up every morning, I would do the early feed, and I would watch a Bond film for the first, you know, 20 days of the kid's life. Yeah. Uh, So this would have been the last, and she's 10 now, so that's the last time I would have seen it, It was just after she was born. And I remember, you know what, you just want some distraction when you're feeding an angry child. Yeah, and uh, so I didn't mind it then. This time, I think obviously when you watch it for a podcast, you get a bit more granular to it. So I was a much more critical this time, and yeah. I didn't care for it at all. It's a deeply, no. it, it's a deep, it, it's amazingly, it's the most expensive Bond film ever made to this day.
1: You told me that, and that's incredible. I can't believe that two hundred
0: and twenty-five million. Based on that's what insane. I mean, you can't always believe what you see on the internet, but it's certainly not on screen. And I understand obviously it was. Remember the writers' strike used to affected everything for about like two and a half years. Yeah. So I've, this was one that was done in production, and the the writer's strike stopped them finishing writing the thing. So it was just yeah. Daniel Craig and uh, or oh, the Mark director Mark Forster, Mark Forster, mm. um, who was the wrong choice for this anyway. Mm. Um, they were just sort of making it up as they go, and that's a very expensive way of making any production I have found. Yeah, uh, and so that I, yeah, I'm sure that's the reason the costs go out of control. Not because it's an impressive film, but because they just there was no planning ahead.
1: No, I mean, there's the rumours of them finishing it off in a caravan. I mean, I mean, if that's what they were doing, it's no wonder nothing got written. Wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry,
0: what are you doing in the editing? <laughs> we're All doing right.
1: the, the third act. It sounds like it's <laughs> difficult. Yeah, yeah it's, mur- oh, it's
0: murder. Really trying to fit everything in at the end.
1: <laughs> 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 um, so we begin. Um, the first thing that annoys me, and annoyed me at the time, no gun barrel.
0: Yeah, what was that about? I, I thought that... the point of Casino Royale was he had earned... Because they do the yeah. theme at the end of Casino Royale. It's like, mm-hmm. now he's Bond. Mm-hmm. So has
1: he not earned the gun barrel for some reason? I guess not. Because they go straight to this bewildering car chase.
0: It's bewildering. And this is this is the thing about a bunch of the action scenes in this, that it feels like a slightly better shot version of 90s action TV shows. In fact, mm. the note I've written so they're in a tunnel... I guess it's Italy, is it? Yes. I can't it's yes. where the Casino Royale ended. Yeah. And um, and they they do a bit of a chase a tunnel. It's all perfectly well shot, but it's not exciting. It's not like a classic Bond opening. No. Um. It's not. It's not that impressive. It's not that inventive. And they end up just driving through a quarry. And I wrote down my first note. I wrote was, this just looks like a better shot. Walker T- Texas Ranger. Yeah. And then I happened to look up Walker Texas Ranger because I was bored for a lot of this film. Mm. Turns out. Walker, Texas Ranger was created by Paul Agus, who wrote this.
1: Yeah. He's just
0: dusted off an old Walker, Texas Ranger and said, yeah, Bond.
1: Mm. I mean, this film would benefit from Chuck Norris.
0: Uh, I mean, it Everybody couldn't Everybody gets I'll one, James, he'll say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As he's shitting on him. No. Um, yeah, it, it's really, it's really, really bewildering. Uh, I, th- I think, if I remember rightly, and I could check this in a second, but I can't be bothered. I'm pretty sure the second unit on this is they they took from the Bourne films.
0: Right. It feels uh, like it.
1: Doug, someone or other. Uh, he also did King with the Crystal Skull, I believe. Um, oh, dear. But yeah, there's a lot of shaky cam in the intro here with the car chase. I mean, once once you've sort of seen it a few times, you can piece together what is going on. But at first, you're just like, this is just like 16 edits for one thing.
0: Yeah, it, it's just annoying. Because mm. the thing about Bond action scenes, is they've always been very clearly, the choreography and stuff like that, it, yeah. it, it's very clear what you're seeing. In fact, a lot of time, you know, the most famous stunt they ever did was the skiing mm. off the top and then the, the the parachute. That's all one shot. One it's shot, just, yeah. And that's what's impressive about it. There's nothing impressive about, yeah, well, alright, what we're going to do in this bit is the stuntman's going to punch as far as, just not as far as his elbow goes straight, we'll cut mm. there, and mm. then we'll do one elbow straight, and then we'll do 19 <laughs> fucking shots like that, and then it'll eventually look like we punched him.
1: Yeah. We'll do a long shot from um, Surrey to Italy of yep. the punch, and then we'll cut back to a really tight close-up. But it's all going to be done in within the space of one point three seconds. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's completely. It's. I, I saw a video a while back of somebody did a side by side comparison of some of Hollywood action scenes and <laughs> Hong Kong action scenes. Have you seen this? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and was, it, was it the t- clip from Taken Three? Oh, I can't remember. It was. It was. Yes. Yeah, oh my god. Yes, but yeah. he run, jumps over a fence. He jumps over a fence, and it's something like sixty cuts.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then there was one shot of Jackie Chan jumping Ooh. over a car. One That's shot. It. No, it was, it was one fence. shot.
1: It was the same thing he was doing, but it was one <laughs> shot. <laughs> okay. He literally just like pranged himself right over the fence, and Liam Neeson was like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like I, I exaggerate with sixty cuts, but it was a lot of cuts it's a, to it's climb a, over a fence.
0: It's genius. I think it's eleven cuts.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um,
0: and which is no, it's, I'm going to say. Ten too many. Yeah. Uh, and uh, is it a wonder? I mean, I'm not a doctor. Our friend's a doctor of brains. And maybe mm. you would tell me I'm completely wrong. But it does feel like this fast-cutting style that we've had in the Hollywood film. Oh, God, I sound like a granddad now. Yeah. This fast-cutting
1: style for 30 oh, yeah. years. Yeah. Is it any wonder everyone's got ADHD? No, not, not a wonder at all, is it? I used to call mm. it Geronimo. It was like having a bath with your trousers on. Never stopped me. <laughs> But that's a different issue altogether. <laughs> but it never stopped me.
0: Oh, I, I jumped it, over a fence. Gay. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I jumped over a fence wearing Geronimo. <laughs> never stopped me. All right, we <laughs> get it. Fuck off. I'd like to find out where he's buried and piss on his grave. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. No, not really. We'll have I'd a work like, like to, sometime. I'd like to visit his grave and play, maybe place a, a flower with a sheath on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, car chase finishes he... with Bond machine gunning someone. They fall down a gully and then he pulls up and he opens the boot and says, Mr. White, you know, get out. Now, Mr. White, at this point, how's he not dead? Uh,
0: well, he's quite a hardy bloke, actually, this guy, isn't he? I mean, when, mm. when he eventually dies in. Um, oh, I forgot. No, is it Spectre he dies yeah, in? Yeah,
1: yeah. Is it? I think he... he was in the
0: last one. Wasn't he in the last one?
1: No, nope. dies, inspector, he shoots himself. Does he? Someone showed him Quantum of Solace again.
0: Yeah, that's right. He got his residual checks. $225 million, that cost?
1: Like got <laughs> a pound a month.
0: Um, and it's... Yeah, okay, yeah, I think I'd forgotten that film as well. Oh, the, mm. th- I'll say the the problem is, right, I really like Casino Royale. It was a mm. bit of fun. It was a bit mm. more serious than, you know, the things that had come before. But beyond the problems that this, that Quantum of Solace has in itself, which is... They didn't really have time for a script. The action scenes are a bit shite, hmm. which maybe let's benefit the doubt. They couldn't help because of the writer strike. But the the choices they've made do, is trouble ahead for the for the Daniel Craig years. Yeah, this moody, get over it, like <sighs> oh god, it's he's so also he's they keep saying he's a misery guts, and sometimes he's not. They're just like ah, oh, Bob, you're. You're a you're a broken man. So like he's
1: not. He's having a whale of a time. He has a couple of cheeky scenes in this film, but they're very few and far between. Which yeah. we will get to. Um, but we get. I'm gonna say films. this now. Martin mm. Campbell should have directed all the Daniel Craig's. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and Martin Clunes.
0: Either one, because I quite yeah. like Staggered. I was There's just gonna say.
1: Been... Yeah, Clunes did Staggered. I love that film.
0: I love that film. That's got that's Staggered and 1992. Road, British road movie that was made for about 1.5 million shouldn't have more verve than a Bond film and it no, does
1: it does yeah uh, it's got a better the, the plot you know he's literally like a road movie so it's more fun uh, he starts off in the nude which they didn't have the guts to do in this no no and, although he ended the
0: last film in the nude so I mean
1: oh yeah that's true yeah he's playing a little harp when he and floating up to heaven
0: yeah and getting his Balls knocked about.
1: (laughs) Oh, you mean Casino Real? Sorry, I thought you meant the last film was in No Time to Die. No, 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 no. no. Oh, that one as well,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, he does get his balls knocked around quite a lot over the course of the series, but only at the Casino Real in a way that he doesn't
1: really enjoy. He doesn't enjoy that one. Um, So what do you think about the, excuse me, (coughs) the choice to make it like a direct sequel?
0: I got no real problem with that. If it had worked... Mm. Um, I, I think that's the problem. I, I think isn't it? the problem is they're all direct sequels. They keep going. Oh, this is this is the only direct yeah. sequel. No, they're not. It's one bleeding long, horrible story. It's exhausting, so, isn't it? Is it five yeah. films? It's five, five, years
1: five And
0: yeah. it's and that and what is the timeline of it? Because is it is it seventeen or sixteen years? Because if it is, if he's still whinging about some bird he met fifteen <laughs> years ago, the way he is, yeah. It just, it's just not, and this is, listen, I'm not saying, if it had happened to me or you, we'd be like, I'm still quite sad about it, but mm. he's James Bond, and he can't be driven by, even after, like, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, she gets her head blown off right in front mm. of him. Mm. Couple of films later, couldn't give a toss, he's fighting no. Bambi and Thumper.
1: Mm-hmm. One film later, that is.
0: One film later.
1: Yeah. Where's Speckman? Where's Blofeld? Strangles a lady with a bra. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, and it, it, it exhausts me that they they wanted to make it this linear thing. Just have it the different each film's a different story. Yeah. Which I guess they tried to do with Skyfall, but then they pulled it all back in Inspector and because they got the rights. Yeah, back, but, and the, oh.
0: the, 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 my biggest problem, more than the, the running stories, is Bond films used to feel, they used to have their own character. I know we sort of talk about everything now, but the, yeah. all, even the all like every Sean Connery film has a different feel to it. Every yeah. Roger Moore film has a different feel to it. Even you know Timothy Dalton's harder edge, but the, you know there is a difference between the. Life well, they
1: of the all seem fun. You know, you know when you go on like a say you go on like a, a, a tour bus, and someone's at the front going, "Hello, campers, we're going to have a lovely time." Over there's the Pyrenees. There's the Eiffel Tower. Whatever. When you're in a Daniel Craig film, it's like it's the, the you know. Have you seen the League of Gentlemen? Yeah, yeah. When they go down to that cave, stump hole, cavern, and Mark Gatiss right. is that? It was down here. The boy slipped and died. There was nothing I could do about it. Watching his face disappear slowly into the water. That's Daniel Craig in his film. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, oh, come on, lighten it up, mate. Let's have some but fun. I, I could have taken that even if...
0: Oh, maybe, I don't know. But if it, it just feels like one big seven or eight hour film yeah. after Casino Royale. There's hmm. no change in tone or mood. It's just this relentless... Hmm. Just it, and it just feels like the same themes come up again. Like, oh Bond, you're knackered, you're mm. tired. Look at you, you're a physical wreck. No, he's not. Have you seen him with his shirt off? Mm. Why, the key, this is the thing. There's a lot of tell, don't show in these films as well. Yeah.
1: Like, it's just, uh, it's, yeah, ex- exhausting is the word. What do you think of the opening titles? God, even these are freaking boring, aren't they? Yeah. They Who are. did the, them? The theme. Uh, it's a company called MK12. So it's not Kleinman, it's not... Not Kleinman. I don't know why not they didn't Binder. use Kleinman. Uh, it wasn't Binder, obviously, because he was dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he might um, as well have been. Might as well have been. Because
0: um, in, in the great... In, in fact, in all the Bond opening titles, there's it, it, there's a progression of ideas. It takes themes mm. from the movie and stuff like mm. This is just him floating around the desert for three minutes while a song plays. Might as well or be or the, the fellow from... Gun about.
1: You might as well just cl- call up to the screen at the end and go, it's... <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing to it at all. Even this was lazy. Yeah, and the theme tune's fucking dreadful.
0: The song. Well, it's yeah. not a Bond theme. I no, don't I don't mind the white straps It feels like yeah. You know, there's a just, fil- there's It a feels a like a demo as well. It this?
1: doesn't feel like it's been properly finished. It feels really
0: empty. Yeah, and no, I agree with that. Could I do have like done with like a big brass now, now. And... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah but there's yeah, a bit I of like a right Little bit, but again, they've had to edit that for the film because in the actual song, they are few and far between. Again, could have done with a big brassy section and a big string section then i'd have been okay with it but it's just quite dull. yeah (sighs) but yeah so he brings um mr white in um to to be interrogated by m they're in siena italy and uh, when he brings her in m says oh by the way uh vespa betrayed you because uh, obviously we found her dead boyfriend uh, but we found him, and then she goes, um, he had a really messed up face. And when she shows me, he looks like Dom Jolly. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: a, oh, a bit mean. He,
0: yeah. Hello? Also,
1: also, I've just it, betrayed show, her
0: majesty. I've never seen... It's very... I mean, I know it's only a photograph, but it's for a Bond film, it's very graphic.
1: Yeah. It, it also uh, looks a bit like the little tiny headman man from Beetlejuice. It, well, it does, yes. Yeah. But I
0: think all of us would if we'd been attacked by sharks in the face. That's true,
1: that's true. But she sent off uh, the locket of hair or whatever to compare with the locket of hair that Vespa kept and apparently it's not him. Good. And then she said, uh, she, she then says to him, and I hate this line so much, she says to him, um, I wanted Le for alive, not his dead body. And he says, if they wanted his soul, they should have made a deal with a priest.
0: Yeah, see, it's crap like that that you can tell mm. they knocked
1: up on the day. yeah. It's horrible.
0: It's just so... Who do you think you are? You're making a Bond film. Everyone needs to relax. Also, why, why is the... Why is MI6's secret base? Mm. Where did you say it was?
1: Siena, Italy. In
0: Siena. Why mm. is it in the basement of a bullfight? Get an mm. office. You yeah. can find... You,
1: just make a couple of calls. You'll find a Regus somewhere in Spain you can use for the afternoon. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, we've got a bit of intrigue there. So then, um, Bond secretly pockets a photo of Vesper. It's like, get over it, mate. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing you'd get it laminated. Um
0: Well, he'd probably do it himself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> so then this fellow Mitchell comes in and says, "I'm just going to go and check the perimeter, ma'am." Now, instantly, that'd be a red flag for me. I'd be like, well, "I didn't ask you to, so why are you doing that?"
0: Yeah. I do like I do like a spy film where somebody says, "I'll just check the perimeter." Yeah. It's like Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner used to love that shit. Mm. The two yeah. lines they were like, i I've got to go check the perimeter and trying to get some sleep. They were like, you know it's a good film. Well they hadn't seen Quantum of evidently.
1: No. Also they had that line in Dracula Dead and Love again where he says, I've come to see Count Dracula and I'm ahead of schedule. <laughs> three guys go, Dracula, Dracula, Dracula. The other one goes, Schedule. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, they do that, and then um, Mr. White says, um, "What you must remember." He starts laughing and goes, "We, we, us at Quantum, which in my mind was like a Vauxhall rental scheme." <laughs> he says, uh, "Us at Quantum, we thought you you knew everything." Uh, it turns out you don't know. Oh, anything. yeah,
0: because he here yeah, we have, a, we're mm. always looking over our shoulders thinking the yeah. CIA and MI6 knows. But the truth, I have to say this, the guy playing Mr. White has always been fantastic.
1: Always brilliant, yeah.
0: He, I, I've never seen him in anything else, but he's genuinely no. creepy fuck. Um, yeah. he's, and but he's got that line, he goes, but you don't <sighs> even know he exists. Hmm. The thing you must remember is we have people everywhere. Yeah. The trailer was good because that's a creepy line. That's like, yeah. oh, okay, they could be in deep trouble here.
1: Yeah, and then he just looks at um, Mitchell and he goes, am I right? And then Mitchell starts shooting the <laughs> that's, that's great. That's, that's great, yeah. Because Goofy went, am I right? And Mitchell went, what? Yeah. what do you mean? He's like, oh, shit. Must have been the other one. Are
0: you Chris Mitchell? No, Dave Mitchell. The other I, uh, yeah, Chris, the other one was off today. Ah, oh, bugger. Well, that's that plan uh, bollocks then. Right, up. what do you want to know?
1: <laughs> it's plan B. I'm going to have to shit grenades. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, but then they go on this horrible. <laughs> they go on this horrible. Wait a um... minute, wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: Imagine if that was the plan. He goes, Right, give me a minute. <laughs> you haven't got a copy of today's racing poster, do you? I'll be right back with some grenades.
1: Well, I'm not giving it to you now. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I didn't say grenades, I meant cakes. Well, definitely not now. Well, we don't want arse cakes, do
0: we? <laughs> We at Quantum have What about those cakes?
1: Mint, what? mint cakes? You know, the ones that go in your idols. No, I, We no,
0: don't no, need we, any. No, but first of all, they're already in there. Why would you be shitting those out? <laughs> None of
1: this is adding up. And he's like, who does your tampons? What, <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? <laughs> are you a bathroom salesman now? Well, at Quantum, we do everything. Uh, we do everything. So, yeah." We, we well, do we things. do two
0: things. We we destabilize governments and tampons. You destabilize <laughs> tampons? No no, 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 no. We destabilize uh, governments. We just manufacture and sell tampons. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. Anyway, well, so well, the we... other Mitchell
1: guy's definitely off, is it? Yeah, damn it. Well, oh, that's bollocks. Sake. Sorry, I've got it wrong. I was actually looking for Roger Coursey. because <laughs> there's a bomb in Nookie the Bear. <laughs> Oh, shit, he's on at Blackpool. Ladies and gentlemen, Roger the... <laughs> oh, well, I fucked that right up, didn't we? Like I said, we got people everywhere. Even at Blackpool. Yeah, in fact, uh, only anyway, Blackpool. Only Blackpool. <laughs> Cheap. Uh, they go on a big foot race, which is really annoying. And I understand the kind of Bond tradition of X happening while Y is happening. Because that's a old thing, you know, like Moonraker with the chase happening while the uh, carnival's on and things like that. It happens quite a lot, but this one's just so annoying because you can't see what's happening, and then when they finally do, kind of clash with one another and they fall. It's so horribly green screened.
0: Oh god! Yeah, because the thing mm. is, at first I was like, well, I'm getting a bit tired of Jim's of Daniel Craig's James Bond. He's always on a terracotta roof, and he yeah
1: yeah right? yeah
0: on foot on a bike. He absolutely loves it up there, right? Yeah. And then, but I was like, it's fine. I mean, nice helicopter shots. Clearly, it's it's no. Um, you only live twice but it's fine and then yeah it completely takes it out of you when they fall through the roof under that sort of um under a, like a mezzanine where they're doing some god knows what it is
1: i don't know what they're doing I, in
0: there. i don't know what they're doing they're, they're painting the roof or whatever it's painting the ceiling in this room but the thing is this is one of the few action scenes where it's got oh the premise is really nice but it's so badly shot so it bad. doesn't land as a gag
1: no no, I can think of a, I can think of at least three or four better ways to do that. But that, this is definitely just a terrible. I understand the stunt team have probably come up with this conceit of. Wouldn't it be good if they're both dangling from this yeah. pivot thing and they're going around in circles? That's fun. But as you say, it's so badly shot. You can't see what's happening. Well,
0: it's happening. shot in close up. It's, it's shot in close
1: up. Right? Yeah. You uh, should have like a you know the edge of the room or something, so you get a good and view it- of what's happening
0: and everything is because this is also the shortest Bond film ever I think it was yeah yeah. it comes in at about 97 minutes after credit, yeah. without credits yeah. so, but it all feels really rushed so this is yeah. you could really take your time on a lot mm. of these scenes. like the opening credit sequence it's only three and a half minutes long yeah. it's like it's honestly it's like they made the whole film at like four o'clock on a Friday going if we hurry up we can get happy hour in the worthies right
1: it feels like and I felt really sorry for Craig during this time because this was the film more than any other I think and that's just my opinion of what I noticed at the time. But they put him really through the mill in terms of um, marketing. Right. I remember him doing adverts for Sony TVs. I remember him doing adverts for Coke Zero when it first came out. Oh, I don't remember Because it was called this, Coke 007. Oh, God. Uh, and there was adverts for, like, Panasonic TVs. Oh, I might be wrong. I, mean, I remember him being in, like, four or five marketing campaigns yeah. for this film. And it just felt like they'd really worked him to the bone on it. And that must have been doubly annoying when you know you've got a shit product.
0: Yeah. Also, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who appreciates having to do that stuff. No. Uh, but also, he never... Well, he never seemed to appreciate doing Bond, really. No. I don't quite understand... His he wins and he yeah. wins, but he now... Has, well, I mean, generational wealth helps. Mm. But, I mean, like his great-grandchildren don't have to worry about money, anyway. Plenty of other no. stuff, probably. But mm. um, it, it's... Uh, but he did seem to whinge a lot. So, yeah. I, you know, I felt sorry for him that, you know, obviously he had to do the adverts and he would have enjoyed it. But it, mm. if you sign on to, you know, one of the five biggest franchises, probably three biggest franchises in the face of the world, Earth, you've got to go, well, I'm probably going to have to sell a couple of TVs and some cereal doing this.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, you can't, you, you know what you're getting into. They all did and they all had to do it. It's a franchise driven by product placement, so you have to do yeah. a share of adverts. In fact, Lazenby oh. used to do
0: adverts before he did Bond.
1: He did, yeah. He if he'd a... had his way, he
0: would have he had, was... uh, he, yeah, Majesty Secret Service. He walked up to the bar and goes, uh, pan of Bonding please.
1: What? You yeah. Got, you got any fried chocolates? <laughs> what? This is a bar. Fuck you, mate. <laughs> George, Some bars do chocolates, <laughs> you know. He's right. Brick. We should start doing chocolates. Yeah, rude man <laughs> he was rude but he was right yeah sometimes people are like that he's like what I call a maverick because they watch him walk out <laughs> that bar closed now
0: but his legacy lives on because I think I bought uh, Fry's Turkish Light in a pub
1: mm. yeah oh, well, thank you, you George Me, thank you George be for your service <laughs> <laughs>
0: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's
1: quince.com slash upgrade. Uh, So so then um, Bond kills him. Interesting final shot, you know, just pointing straight up to the camera, I guess to say this is the gun barrel for this film in a way. Because he's shooting yeah. right at us. <laughs> and then he goes back to the room, White's gone. And um, uh, there's like a blood paddle. So then we cut back to London, and M's looking around Mitchell's flat. And he's like, oh, you ran off, you big fucking chicken. He doesn't say that, but it's implied. She goes, I ran off. Oh, I don't remember. And it's like, yeah, all right, mate. Big fucking chicken.
0: Well, Uh, I went to call the police,
1: but there's no phones on the basement of a bullfighting ring. (laughs) You twange. Well, someone's mobile phone had fallen on the horn of a bull. So I had to chase it, kill it, and then use its phone. So in many ways, I was more brave than you. Yeah, all right. Sounds likely. <laughs> uh, but there's a nice joke here that always makes me laugh. Where she goes, um, five years he worked for me. And she goes, I bought him an ashtray for his birthday or something. And then Bond goes, I don't think you smoked.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what turned him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah. smoke,
0: and she bought me this. Love, look at this. She bought me this. And you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna join a secret organisation. I am sick of this.
1: You know, his wife died of horrible cancer. Oh no, I didn't know that. I think I shouldn't have bought him those uh, ashtrays. And before she died,
0: actually, he clubbed her a death of an ashtray. So this is um, bad.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not good. Not good. Not um, good. So yes, this, Mitchell's a baddie. He, he passed a full security check, and so they. Yeah, but what's the
0: full security check? exactly. Are you currently a member of a secret organisation other than this one? Uh, yeah, uh, no. Hmm. Alright, fine. You can be do you, you can be a personal bodyguard.
1: Hooray. Um do you run off when someone gets shot? Alright, Bond. <laughs> Ignore him. He's um, just
0: sense we had we had a thing with a bull.
1: Not sexually. She's cross with... <laughs> I, I was gonna ask. Yeah, don't ask. Uh She's cross because Bond killed Mitchell, and it's like, well, what was he supposed to do?
0: Oh, I know. This is, I feel like this that's the theme a lot of the film,
1: things. isn't it? Yeah.
0: There's a lot of things in this. Like, oh, why'd you do that? Because you weren't there, love, right? You yeah. were chasing a cartoon bull or whatever, mm. right? Mm. I. Why would you
1: kill him? Because I had to kill him, you absolute twats. He was firing a gun at me yeah, to kill yeah. me.
0: And according to the training that you gave me, mm. shoot
1: back, you said. So I'd yeah. done that. Yeah. And now he's dead, and I don't regret it. In fact, give me that ashtray, I'm going to smoke Yeah, give me, me that ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> so then, back at MI6, Bond, um, we meet Tanner for the first time, played by Rory Kinnear. Yeah, who I have a personal relationship with. You have a personal relationship with him.
0: Yeah. yeah. Go on, tell the story. So, uh, uh, I may have mentioned it before, I'm not sure. I, um, I don't think you uh, have. About... Uh, where are we now? To? About 14 years ago, I was on the ITV as a contestant. Daytime version of it was called Houseguest, oh, yeah. but it was it was the daytime version of whatever that show is. Come dine with me, right? Oh, the yeah. twist was you ought to stay overnight. Anyway, I was a contestant on it. it. Didn't go well. I won't go into it. But anyway, <laughs> you've
1: never told me this story.
0: No. And Rory hmm. Kinnear did the narration. And months later, when I'm watching it, he is very sarcastic about me. Is he? What did he say? He, well, basically, I, I had not prepared the food to a high standard, and he, I don't forget, I don't remember exactly what he said, I just right. remember him being a little bit sneering about me.
1: <laughs> so when you say you've got a personal relationship, you mean you have some sort of vendetta against him? Yeah, he probably doesn't remember me, no, but he I remember doesn't. him. He probably, I, I remember the fact that his dad has got such a, such a, you know, a lack of imagination when it comes to naming his son, just put an R in his name.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I'd have called him Trevor Kinnear, just to get away from that whole area. It's like I'd me called, having...
0: Hmm? I probably would have called him Ed after the experience I had. <laughs> it's
1: like me calling my son John's. <laughs> or could have called him Sinjin. Sinjin, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he gives a short breakdown on Mitchell. Uh, apparently, he was very generous to charity, which I think is a bit of a red flag these days. <laughs> Do you? Hear? Why are they covering up yeah exactly did he marathon did he for a hospice did he hmm. uh, and then um, they get bothered by a boffin who wants to talk about the money that Mitchell had and the traceable history so they go into like a special fancy room apparently all these graphics were done by MK12 as well and they're also bewildering what the yeah. fuck is going on with this computer yeah um, but friend of the show Rufus Wright is in this scene is he? Yeah, I've done. We, I, we, I did. Um, the man who would be king and Top Gun with Rufus, and he plays the man who talks through talks them through the history of these, you know, of how they found these men through these bills.
0: Oh right! Do you only really yeah. see the back of his head? I thought I would have recognised him.
1: Ah, all right. Well, he oh. says, he says, um, he says, "Mum, we we're able to find out who this man is. His name's Slate, and he's staying at a hotel in Porto Prince, Haiti."
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, go on then, and then like he mm. might not still be there. Mm. And how how do they trace them though? Have they got little chips in them? How do they know where the money is?
1: There's something to do with the the the, the, the bills, the dollar bills. They're traceable. Yeah, but I think at some point they say because of the numbers on them. I think it's something like that. Because then M says, "Oh, I could have a." a tenor in my wallet that's traceable or something yeah
0: yeah yeah mm. and then so i can't imagine the shit hotel that we see this bloke staying in that the bloke in mm. reception every time he gets cash is going, i better scan this into the machine in case uh, my six is after anyone
1: <laughs> i can't do the haiti accent i think it was pretty good from what i've heard of um you know don't don't listen to the haiti's as they say <laughs> oh. um but basically they give you the impression of like if you hurry you'll catch this slick guy now and I'm like, why we want me to get it from London to <laughs> Port-au-Prince-Haiti in, what, five minutes? Yeah. But that's what happens.
0: Yeah. He gets to the hotel cup. the yeah. bloke's
1: there. Yeah. I want to know what's happened in that time period. Has he just been, like, having a dump and shaving and watching <laughs> well, telly? Well,
0: he's been in the bathroom just listening, I think. Just listening, yeah. Just having, a, maybe having a dump but with his one, it looks like quite a small bathroom so you could probably lean forward and put your ear to the door and goes, anyone comes in here, I'm going to,
1: I'm going to punch him. Is that the T accent again? Well, we don't know where Slate's from. He could be from Swansea. I keep imagining when I hear his name that he is um, re- related to um, Norman Stanley Fletcher from Porridge because he's from Slate Prison. That's Slate Prison, isn't it? Yeah, but I say Slate. Or he could be <laughs> like uh, a relative of Fred Flintstone because they all could have be. names could with rocks in them. Could be. Hi, I'm, I'm uh, Emerald Slate. I'm the new guy at the sl- the stone plant you work in, Fred. The stone plant? Well, what is he? Where does Fred work? In a quarry. Yeah, but what does he do in the quarry? He digs up stones and rocks. I, I, I think you're wrong there, Dan. He doesn't, does he?
0: Oh, well, no, but he... I mean, not directly, because he sits on a brontosaurus and makes him
1: do it, because it's basically slave labour. He's slave labour. That brontosaurus is all happy at the end of the day watching Fred slide down his tail, and he's like, I'm being exploited here. <laughs> Being exploited over and over again. I want the the people's front of
0: bedrock. Rhinosaurus, right? Yeah. All <laughs> those,
1: fu- oh, those dinosaurs, they could mansen out, couldn't they, one night and just come up to bedrock and just fucking <laughs> eat people in the middle of the night and write political piggy all over their walls. Jesus
0: Christ. This I mean, this is genuinely like. <laughs> uh, hey, all right we're doing Flintstones 3 so it was, remember it was Flintstones and it was yeah. Flintstones Viva Las Vegas
1: Viva Rock and, Vegas
0: yeah and now we're doing Flintstones Colon Amistad
1: <laughs> Flintstones uh, it'd, have to, it'd be Helter Skelter but it'd have to be a Rock Helter Slater
0: <laughs> wait, a minute, Helter, wait a minute it's going to turn into the Hollywoodland murders or something is it Well the, the Charlie Manson murders yeah yeah, yeah you know, I know yeah.
1: yeah Helter Slater where all the dinosaurs come in at night while Fred's asleep and um, they free his little thing that lives under the sink, Sink that eats all the rubbish.
0: I've, yeah, now I think about it, if you look closely, the brontosaurus mm. does have a swastika on his forehead. <laughs> now I think about it. <laughs> I remember now. No, you're right.
1: Do you reckon the Flintstones have a toilet, which is a little dinosaur that likes eating shit and piss? Because <clears throat> they've got one for everything, <clears throat> haven't they? They've got one who eats all the rubbish. They've got one who licks the plates.
0: I mean, uh... Yeah, I mean, now, it does feel like it would be a continuity error if it wasn't just... The, every time they go in a the bathroom, there's just a pelican or something. Yeah. Some medieval, not medieval, prehistoric pelican, just going, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't get enough of it. I, give, <laughs> me that, give me that piece.
1: But in a very... Like you've done it there, low energy, because he's trapped and he can't leave. Yeah. And if he doesn't then, say that, Fred slaps him.
0: Yeah, and every time... <laughs> Every time somebody leaves, he mm. looks at the camera and goes, "There's shittier jobs than this," and then yeah. he just looks sad and goes, K-k-k-k-k.
1: "And you get the canned laughter of these seven Flintstones."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, I- but as he does the line, there's just shit dribbling down the side
1: of his mouth. <laughs> I just—I've always—I've always enjoyed the thought that the Hanna Barbera were like, "Well, we finished another cartoon. Bring the audience in." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Actually, no, people don't know this about this. They used oh. to have the audience there while they were drawing it. <laughs> it was... They had to laugh at one frame a second. No, well, they they tried that and it wasn't really working. They just oh. kept whipping the artists until they were able to draw 24 <laughs> frames a second. Fucking hell, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That is amazing. These used uh, to mean, to do it. Of course, but then, of course, after uh, Hell, Es Slater, we couldn't <laughs> do that anymore. Written oh. by the Rockles instead of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McRocky and John Lyman, because lime's a rock, isn't it? I
0: just wasn't John Lennon's band before the Beatles called the Quarrymen as well.
1: Oh, fucking hell, it's so obvious, isn't it? Yeah. Jesus, sorry. Yeah. Quarry I don't even like him and you're a fan. I know, I feel like, I feel like an idiot now. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, so, where did we get to? Oh, yeah, so Bond goes to the hotel in Port-au-Prince, Porta Haiti. Uh, and this, when he goes into the hotel room, this is when you know it's been done by oh, the Bourne yeah. team. because yeah, we've yeah, got yeah. fighting with books and shoes. Um, I've always enjoyed the way he kills him, though. I yeah, that that's this is a hard edge Bourne I can get mm. behind. Yeah, I enjoyed it. because yeah. he does him in the neck and then he does him in the inner thigh. So he's done not, both. Arteries. Again,
0: just to be clear, yes, that, oh, okay, you just well, been clean, with a knife. So. Yeah, yeah, not with his yeah.
1: penoir. <laughs>
0: But the, the thing he does is he, sl- he slits his, whatever the artery in the leg is, mm. and he just, he just holds pushes his arm him up. down. Holds his arm up, and he just mm. looks away like this is the most boring thing. Like, I've done this four times today already.
1: Yeah. I, I, the problems this film has got, this bit is not one of them, even yeah, though I yeah, don't yeah. like the born staging of it. I like the way he does it, because it's, yeah. cl- it's very cold and clinical, and it says that I am very good at killing people.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but luckily for him, the man he's killed basically looks like him. He's the same size as clothes. Imagine if he was like massive fat John Candy. And he'd have to come out down to reception with these clothes that were just... You're like a, like in a sort of moo-moo. Just...
0: just yeah. Hey, 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 listen, I'm about to try and pretend. This is John Candy going, this is me. I'm going to pretend to be a much thinner man, right? Mm. Holding a suitcase so I get recognised. Is there anyone black here... we We're black. We're black, or, yeah. or I was thinking, is there anywhere around the other does a T-shirt that says, "I had a big lunch"?
1: Yeah, there you go,
0: big jelly. And lunch. then, yeah, big, <laughs> <jelly>. <laughs> which is going to mean nothing to a lot of people.
1: No, yeah. uh, if you if you're subscribed to our patron show, then you'd you'd get that. But never mind, that's a bit self indulgent. Uh, so yeah, he comes down to reception and he goes, "Any any messages for me?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, there's a briefcase for you." And it's like, "Well, what, what was Slate doing?"
0: Oh yeah, I love how easily they give us <gasps> any, mess- any message, any messages for me. No, no. Oh, I got a suitcase you didn't ask about. Oh, I'll have yeah. that then.
1: Yeah,
0: It does feel like they just like, oh, what's the easiest way to get out of this scene?
1: Yeah. And um, fact fans, as Michael G. Wilson sat in the reception there. He always has a cameo in these. Oh, I didn't, re- didn't realise he was there. Um, Is so he the he same gets- character? No, 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 no. He always plays different people. Like in Casino Royale, he's the mayor that gets arrested yeah. being corrupt. Yeah. Uh, in this, he actually is arrested later on for being behind the um, slavery charges that were brought up about all the dinosaurs from Bedrock. Very, very sad case that was. And again, pretty bad writing for a Bond film. Terrible. I mean, it completely takes us off the case for about an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. We basically, yeah. have twelve years a slave with dinosaurs in it. <laughs> I had to eat all their garbage. <laughs>
0: It was called, it was 12 years of slavery. It was permanent, it was called permanently a dinosaur. This film, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but again, I mean, I, I, because this film's annoying, I didn't mind. I was quite, into, yeah. I got into it. I was like, I'd like to hear more about this dinosaur thing, anyway. So he gets outside, and then, um, the, a, a lady pulls up called Camille. Yeah, in a f- in a Ford KA, which sounds like it's like rocket powered, it goes. I thought
0: it was electric. It was yeah, like... I think it's
1: supposed to be electric, but you, oh, it sounds. You, really couldn't
0: a, you couldn't get an electric ke, back. you can't get them now. What I think?
1: Mean? I don't think you can.
0: Even the sound guys didn't give
1: a bollocks. No, no, I think we're just trying to because I, I, they heavily sponsored by Ford, or at least were at this point. I think they're yeah. trying to say Ford cars great, aren't they? I remember when Casino Royale came out, and he he drives a Mondeo for a or is it Focus? I can't remember which. For about twenty seconds, Mm. Ford did adverts at the time saying James Bond drives a Ford. Like he doesn't though, does he? Drives an Aston Martin,
0: yeah,
1: or a Lotus or a BMW. Um, so he gets in the car with Camille. She says, "Get in." He gets in. He opens the suitcase, and she says, "Did you have any problems?" And he's like, "Mm, "No." No, and um she says um that she was supposed to be meeting a geologist and then a bloke on a motorbike's following them and then he opens the suitcase and she's like are there any problems and he hands her the paperwork and he goes no and she opens the paperwork and it's just all blank pages and in the suitcase is a picture of her and a pistol Mm. and he says i think someone's trying to kill you and she kicks him out and drives off and here's my other favorite bit in the film the bloke on the motorbike turns up and says, You were supposed to shoot her. And he goes, Yeah, well, I missed. And then he flips the bike. The bloke yeah, falls yeah. off. And then he, he pushes the it.
0: accelerator so it flies up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed that.
0: <clears throat> that was quite cool. What I will say is, for the next 10 minutes, um, <laughs> I I give up on what is going on with the plot. Because it feels. Everything is like. So everything's a plot all for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Well. Like, all right. So why have they sent the woman who's going to get killed to pick up her own hitman and why have they sent another bloke to work with the hitman but hasn't met the hitman when he could just do the hitman in? Why are you paying two people for one job?
1: Yeah. And I then
0: think... when they get... Well, go, I mean, is there a reason?
1: Um, I I think he was supposed to be pretending to be a geologist. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know, actually. I don't but know. why? It's really confusing. Um,
0: Maybe he's a geologist and a hitman.
1: Yeah, ah, like like Pete Waterman, <coughs> except he's a train enthusiast and a hitman. <laughs> he's got he's got he does he does model trains like Rod Stewart. Okay, but he kill people. No, no, no. He used to have a series in the eighties called The Hitman and Her, when they were in nightclubs.
0: Oh yeah, but he wasn't killing people.
1: No, but he was the hitman in that particular scenario. Yeah, but it was, there was
0: a pun. Exactly. Imagine accidentally hiring Pete Waterman to kill your wife. <laughs> And there's been a terrible... I've just written a track for it.
1: I know, I've, I've brought a song around. No, you're supposed to throttle her. Oh, well, I can't do that.
0: <laughs> this, what you've done there is you have not noticed that the gap between the word hit and the word man. Yeah. Right, hit man. one word, killer. Hitman. Hey, I'm a hitman.
1: I write hits and I'm a man, therefore hitman.
0: Also, I prefer to pronounce it hitman.
1: Yeah, hitman. All right, well, there's been a terrible been a terrible mistake. Do I still get paid? No?
0: No. Well, hopefully the song's a hit for you, so you get paid that way, but I'm not giving you my cash.
1: And that song? I've got to kick my wife to death myself No. <laughs> kick, kick your wife to death? <laughs> <laughs> and that song was... Um... And,
0: then, yeah, and then he starts kicking the wife, and Pete was going, hang on, can I record this? That's a great beat. <laughs> it's
1: a great beat. And it it got released as um, I'm trying to remember that Kylie Minogue song she did when it, her first song.
0: Ow, I'm being kicked to death by a man. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: forget Huge, hit. Huge hit. Huge <laughs> yeah.
0: hit. I don't even know how you put that in the song. I think, so I think the song it, is called "Help Me I'm Being Kicked to Death" <laughs> Brackets, actually, by a man. Uh, New
1: Order. New Order uh, sampled it at the beginning of Blue Monday, didn't they? Did <laughs> they. <laughs> Yeah. And then anyway. Trevor,
0: why?
1: <laughs> Say what, Trevor? Why? <laughs> Say what? Him <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trevor, why? <laughs>
0: If anyone does want to try and turn this into a dance track, we can provide clean MP4s of these samples for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, anyway, so she goes to see the villain of the piece. Now, I've always felt that... Um, what's he called? Matthew Almer, Matthew Ammerick. Almerick. Yeah Almerick. I think he's a great villain. Mm-hmm. But he's terribly misused. (coughs) I think he's got really good presence, like Santa. And um, it's just that the part's not big enough, if you know what I mean. Because it's It's quite fun that he's a weedy little weird man.
0: Yeah, but you want him to be nasty. He does feel... He feels like the HR department of, like, Spectre or something. Well, he, he does he's... something
1: in- instantly that's quite nasty. With her geologist person that she had, he, we see him floating under the dock. That's quite nasty. Yeah. And he also says bullshit, which at the time was probably the rudest word that had been in a Bond film.
0: They must have said shit before.
1: I don't think so. I think maybe in Licence to Kill, but that was a 15. Mm, yeah. Um, but up to this point, bullshit. I mean, and then Skyfall knocked it out when she drops, drops the F-bomb.
0: Yeah, which I thought wasn't needed. Vulgar. Yeah, it
1: was, it's really annoying and vulgar. It means it can't be shown on bank holiday Mondays. Do we think a lot of the later Bonds can't? No. I think No Time to Die drops the F-bomb as well. Yeah, it does. Does it really? Yeah, Ray Fine says the word fuck.
0: Oh, oh that's right, he does, <coughs> yeah. Why do they knock it off? Right? Yeah. I'm getting tired of this. James Bond mm. is basically for 14-year-old boys, right, to watch yeah. on Easter mm-hmm. Sundays, right? Mm. This is winding me up now.
1: Mm. I'm Roger billion. Moore. Imagine if Roger Moore ran over a load of crocodiles and then went "fuck you, crocodiles," <laughs> and they couldn't show you that on bank holidays, and all the twelve-year-olds would cry.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine. I don't. I can't imagine Roger Moore ever saying the f-word. Because his oh. favourite show word was bollocks. Yeah, I imagine him yelling bollocks at a crocodile. <laughs> you bunch of bollocks!
1: You bunch of bollocks! Fuck you, jaws!
0: Nah, just Instead of Egyptian
1: run. builders. Fuck you, Jaws. (laughs) He
0: did, Egyptian builders, (laughs) Mm. yeah. And then when
1: Dracasties the End of Moonraker, instead of saying, why don't you take a giant leap for mankind, he says, why don't you fuck off, you bearded cunt. (laughs) 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 Uh, And then at the end of the license to kill, Tim could say, you know, don't you want to know why? He could say, you're a fucking prick, and then set fire to him. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, we don't do that because, like you say, they're, for, they're kids' films for fun. Anyway, so we see the dead man flowing underneath and then um, he he basically admits in a way that he tried to kill her. So then Bond's spying on what's going on. And we see that um, uh, his name is Dominic Green. He's got a, 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 a sort of henchman called Elvis.
0: <laughs> I didn't notice he was called Elvis, right? Okay. Yeah,
1: I don't think they ever say it. It's in the... Um, <clears throat> in the credits, and his thing is that he wears a wig and he's a bit camp. Yeah. He, uh, Bond tries to get in and he gives him the Universal Exports card. And then he rings M about green, and that's where we get the very famous bit that everyone loves of the man with the broom with, who's an extra and the broom is not touching the ground.
0: That is nuts to that. I, I guess, I bet the reason was a sound issue. Probably. Yeah, I <clears throat> I it looks
1: like a quite a noisy... It's a docks, isn't it? Probably quite noisy anyway.
0: Yeah, but we don't know where the mics might be. So, if they're not booming it, so you get everything. If they have just mm. boomed Daniel Craig, then possibly he's going to pick up what's behind him, which would be a man with a broom. I can't mm. imagine a decent third AD going... Because he's quite prominent in the shot. He would he have is. noticed. Right. So it's i rush job, is... film though, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but even then, it's, I'm sure a good AD would be like, alright, you're you, mate, I don't know what's happening here, but you're brushing wrong. What's happened is the sound guy's gone, that's making a hell of a racket.
1: This was around the time when there was a couple of bad extra shots going on. Was this this around the time of The Dark Knight Rises? Because I remember there was an extra in the back of that shot who falls over without being punched. (laughs) I dare say extra, I mean supporting artist, obviously. But yeah, it's it's weird, and... like you say, it's either someone said, you know, try and keep it calm and just pretend you're sweeping and we'll CGI in dust later or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 Or they just missed it and then probably got to the editing booth and were like, oh, fuck.
0: There's a lot of... My biggest problem with this scene isn't that. It's <laughs> the fact that there's one point where yeah. Dominic Green looks up and he looks across the dock and it cuts to Bond. Yeah. Now, he, he doesn't actually see Bond. No. But we It's confusing for us because it looks like it's Dominic Green's point of view yeah and it's bits like that there's lots of moments like that of especially in scenes where you have to know where you are I, I, later on in, in the um in the hotel he shoots it so badly you never really know where you are where the characters are where you as the audience are it's just really quite poorly directed like he didn't get the shots he needed to put a scene together
1: i don't rate him at all No. well
0: he he'd won an oscar
1: what was it for though was it um
0: was it monster's ball
1: yes it was but he's done this uh, in World War Z, both of which I don't really like very much.
0: Well, I didn't, I didn't mind World War Z, but I think, didn't somebody else come in and finish
1: the job anyway on that one? Yeah. You know what would have fixed the broom shot, though? If he was sweeping, <laughs> and then a brontosaurus with a swastika on <laughs> his forehead came out and started stabbing him. <laughs> and then used his blood to write pig on the dot wall, and then got in a car and drove off. But in a Flintstones car, where he had to pedal it with his feet, you know, along,
0: and and the whole time, London is watching this from a satellite, yeah, yeah. and going, "What's Bond doing now?" Because I don't think we can blame him for this one. <laughs> a massive swastika Nazi cartoon dinosaur just walked through a dock.
1: Right. What you're saying is Bond killed that man. No.
0: No, I, I taped that? the whole thing for you. Look, it's got nothing. He, I'll be honest with you. I zoomed in on Bond there, and he looked as shocked as any of us. <laughs>
1: I still think he had something to do with it. You don't like him much, do you, Love? No, no, I don't. No. He call he calls me (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Calls me a silly cow. Well, you're being a silly cow. Ah, Well, that's your you're fired. Fine, I'll go.
0: Who's who's going to scan your cartoon Nazi dinosaur for you now? Nobody. I'll get Mitchell to do it. He's not dead. Oh fuck and you haven't hired Pete Waterman doesn't work here that was that was that was an admin (laughs) error that was (laughs) he had his own office for six months before anyone realised that the only thing he spent any money on was a Moog (laughs) synthesiser
1: a train set and a train set he said to everyone lose reports on a little steam train that went to your office
0: It's got a gun and great big man tits He's got juggers and tiny trunks Then Judah Dench is furious with him He's gone completely out to lunch The quantum quantum of solace I don't know what that means What does it mean? The stunt team from the Bond films and lots of product sponsorship. The Suntum of the of Qualys. Did I get it confused? I got it mixed up.
1: Let's cool. <laughs>